Welcome to the Calvary St. George's Sermon Podcast, proclaiming the historic faith of Christ and Him crucified. These podcasts are recorded and produced by the parish of Calvary St. George's in the city of New York. For more information about our ministries, head to calvarystgeorges.org. In the iconic movie, Ferris Bueller's Day Off, the protagonist, Ferris, is both lovable and hateable all in one fell swoop. He's this teenager who plays hooky from school one day, along with his girlfriend, Sloane, and his best friend, Cameron. He pretends to be sick and then sneaks Sloane away from school without getting caught, and then drags Cameron, who really is sick, out of bed. They spend the day gallivanting in Chicago, all the while barely avoiding detection and punishment. No matter how outrageous Ferris is, he borrows Cameron's dad's sports car without asking, they eat at a fancy restaurant, they get up and dance in a parade, and they end up on TV, and he always gets away with it, with everything. His principal knows something is up and is trying so hard to catch him, but is foiled at every point and ends up essentially being made a complete fool. And by the end of the day, Ferris is tucked away safely in bed for his parents to come home and find him innocently snoozing. His siblings and his friends sort of can't stand how he gets away with everything, but they end up helping him anyways. And for us in the audience watching, we're rooting for him the whole way because, let's face it, we all want to be Ferris just a little bit. Ferris's fate is the complete opposite of the fate of the main character of our story today. Where Ferris gets away with everything, Jesus tells us the story of a man who discovered that his judgment was unavoidable. There was no way out for him. He was a wealthy man who wore fancy clothes and had grand dinner parties. His particular besetting sin was not the wealth in and of itself, but rather the fact that in his wealth, he was totally insensitive to the needs of others. Through all his dinner parties, Lazarus the beggar starved and suffered outside his home. Even the dogs cared about Lazarus enough to lick the sores on his body, but the rich man didn't give him a second glance. In death, however, these two men find their roles reversed. The poor man is in the bosom of Abraham and has found comfort in the afterlife for the pain he experienced in this world. The rich man, however, has ended up in hell and is in agony. He faces judgment for his sin, for the fact that he did not care for the needs of his neighbor, the homeless. But the rich guy is a little bit like Ferris in that he's totally convinced he can still find a way out of his punishment. His first idea is to call Lazarus over to hell to bring him some cool water, which is kind of mind-boggling if you think about it. His simple fix would bring even more pain to Lazarus, but the rich man doesn't care as long as it eases his own punishment. Then, after Abraham tells him that Lazarus can't help him, 
he thinks maybe he can get his family off. Send Lazarus to my brothers so that they won't make the same mistake as me. But Abraham counters. He says, well, the brothers don't need Lazarus because they have the law and the prophets. But the rich man says, no, no, no. They'll listen to Lazarus if he's risen from the dead. Because in the rich man's mind, a miracle is more impressive than God's word. But still, Abraham refuses. The rich man cannot save himself, and he cannot save his family. Their judgment is final. This story is sobering, and it isn't the type that sells very well. We don't get many movies where the punchline is, you're going to hell and there's no way out of it. Instead, we get movies with characters like Ferris, who gets away with everything. And this is because, deep down inside, we all want to be like Ferris because we're all afraid that we're going to end up like the rich man. There's this basic human tendency to try to avoid judgment and punishment. It starts in us very young, almost before we even really know what we're doing. You can see it in a toddler's eyes when she's caught pulling the dog's tail after mom told her not to. You can see it in the schoolboy who's sitting in the principal's office for getting in a shoving match in the playground. In the high schooler who's missed curfew and has come home late at night to her mother waiting up for her. In the businessman caught embezzling. In the woman with romantic text messages on her phone that aren't from her spouse. Whether our wrongdoing is little or big, we want to figure out how to get away with it. We want to avoid judgment because we know that we've all sinned and we all deserve judgment. But the problem is, Ferris Bueller's day off is not how the real world works. In the real world, our sin eventually catches up with us. So where does that leave us? Is the punchline of this story really hell and judgment? And thankfully, the answer to that question is a resounding no. The parable is about judgment, yes. But Jesus tells it while on a journey from Galilee to Jerusalem. A journey that's going to end in his own death and resurrection. In the story, Abraham is skeptical that Lazarus rising from the dead will be effective because the type of resurrection that the rich man imagined would produce something from a horror flick, an animated corpse bearing a message from beyond the grave. That might give someone the chills, but it won't save them from their sin. But Jesus rising from the dead is an entirely different event. Jesus is both God and man, the eternal word in human flesh. Death cannot hold him because he is the source of all life itself. 
And Jesus rising from the dead changes the essential nature of life and death itself. Everything is different. Jesus' resurrection defeats both sin and death so that we might receive forgiveness for our sins and life after death. Life in the bosom of Abraham, not in the agony of hell. Because of Jesus' resurrection, we do not have to entertain the fantasy that our lives might turn out like Ferris's. Instead, we can be confident that on the day of judgment, Jesus will advocate for us. We will not end up like the rich man, not because we've avoided his mistakes or because we've figured out a way to wriggle out of judgment, but because Jesus Christ, the one who rose from the dead, will stand before God on our behalf and take our judgment for us. He is the one on whom our future depends, and he is faithful to deliver us from sin and death. Thanks be to God. Thank you for listening to our sermon podcast, produced and recorded at the Parish of Calvary St. George's in the city of New York. If you feel led to support the continuing ministry of our parish, we would really appreciate it. You can make a one-time or recurring gift by going to calvarystgeorges.org slash give. Thank you for your support.